0: Chapter Twenty Nine of Half Hours with the Lower Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Half Hours with the Lower Animals by Charles Holder. Chapter Twenty Nine The Bees and the Wasps. In almost every flower bed in the garden, we shall find the bees. Examples of tireless energy, storing up honey for their young in such vast quantities that the surplus forms of valuable food supply for man as well. The nests of bees are systematically robbed of their stores, and for this purpose the insects are supplied with artificial nests or hives, in which they deposit their honey entirely for the benefit of mankind. Here we see a singular limitation placed upon intelligence. The intelligence of bees is wonderful and amazing. Many of their acts and works suggest those of human beings, Yet when the time comes for thinking after the fashion of men, the bees are lacking. They go on storing honey in artificial hives without being able to bridge the mental chasm and perceive that they are being robbed and made to work as virtual slaves. Hence we assume that the intelligence of bees is not on the same plane as that of human beings. They appear to be acting upon a strong instinct which impels them to perform acts which seem intelligent. The head of the bee bears two remarkable compound eyes, with three simple ones between them, The antennae are short. The mouth parts are complicated and adapted for sucking up the honey or sweets of flowers or the juices of fruits. In California the bees eat fruit as well as honey and even flesh of meat in very dry seasons when flowers are scarce. The abdomen of the bee is supplied with a saw-like stinger or dart which inflicts a painful and poisonous wound. In general appearance the ordinary honey-bee resembles an ant with wings but the bee is hairy it has a sting and the legs of the worker are provided with honey baskets which carry pollen bees are of several kinds queens workers and drones there being a division of labor the queen is the largest the drone is the smallest and it has no sting the history of the bee and its development is one of the most wonderful chapters in the whole story of animal life glancing at the interior of a hive we see that the bees have constructed a series of hexagonal cells to learn how they have accomplished this we may follow a bee in its flight this may be one or two miles from the hive yet so perfect is the knowledge of the bee of direction that it is rarely lost reaching a flower it sucks out the honey which it swallows it then takes pollen the dust from the stamen of the flowers and stows it away in little baskets attached to the legs it also takes a wax-like substance called propolis from buds of various trees which it packs with the pollen in the baskets Arriving at the nest, the bee, with countless others, engages in the construction of the cells, which are of various sizes. The material for building up the cells is wax, which is secreted by the bees, appearing in little flakes under the abdomen from which it is taken by the legs of the bee. This is a material from which the comb is made, while the propolis is employed as a cement to attach the cells together, and for various minor purposes. Think of thousands of workers bringing in this material, working in the dark, yet never making a mistake the bee finally ejects the honey which it has swallowed placing it in certain cells where it is sealed up and remains until it is needed as food the pollen is also placed in cells a single community of bees may consist of two hundred thousand individuals in the hive there is a single queen which often lays from fifteen hundred to two thousand eggs a day and if we could follow her we should find that she lays the eggs in different cells and in cells of different sizes in the first are eggs which develop into workers and in the second are larger eggs, which will produce males, called drones. The little eggs soon hatch into white grubs, which are carefully fed by the workers with digested honey and pollen. Finally, the young larvae almost fill the cells and then stop eating. The workers cover them in, and each spins for itself a silken cocoon, in which it remains until it breaks out in the form of a perfect bee. The workers build certain large cells on the side of the comb, which are called queen cells and the larvae which appear in them are fed with some peculiar food which produces queens. The workers watch each of these cells with great care, gnawing the wax away on top, so that they can observe the progress of development. Finally, a small hold is made through which the proboscis of the young queen protrudes, and in this way it is fed for several days, during which it utters a low, piping noise. The queens attack each other on sight, And previous to the appearance of a young queen, the old one, with thousands of followers, makes her escape or swarms. Then the workers liberate a young queen, and if there are others, they are repeated swarms, each queen leaving with a multitude of followers, till the hive has but one queen. There are in the community now a number of drones, and as they appear to be an expensive and worthless burden to carry during the winter, the workers attack and kill them, throwing them out of the hive. Among the many kinds of bees, the carpenters are famous, boring tunnels into solid wood for the reception of their young, half an inch a day being accomplished by these little carpenters. The bumblebee, one of the largest, forms its nest in the ground. The wasps live in society of males, females, and workers. The paper-like nests are familiar objects in the woods, resembling great bags of paper, which, when opened, are seen to be filled with cells. Many nests are beautiful shapes resembling candelabra, while the cells of the common mud-dauber call to mind the adobe houses of the Mexicans and Indians in the southwest. The mud-cells of a South American wasp resemble bottles. Many of the large wasps are fierce and vindictive, and nearly all resent an attack upon their homes. End of, of Half-Hours with the Lower Animals by Charles Holder